Hey, hey, family, welcome to the Ramble Within. This is your girl, She Rambles, and this is Magnetic Mondays, where we draw in what is needed to feed our spiritual powers. We are continuing the series, The Spiritual Journey. Assalamu alaikum. Peace be unto you. The greeting that I learned from the nation of Islam. Anytime you beg another man to set you free, you will never be free. Freedom is something that you have to do for yourselves, Malcolm X. Acquire knowledge. It enables its possessor to distinguish right from wrong. It lights the way to heaven. It is our friend in the desert, our society in solitude, our companion when friendless. It guides us to happiness. It sustains us in misery. It is an ornament among our friends and an armor against our enemies. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad. There really can be no peace without justice. There can be no justice without truth. And there could be no truth unless someone rises up to tell the truth. Minister Louis Farrakhan. Guide us to the straight path. Surah Fatah Ha Ayat number six in the Quran. The principles that got my attention as I continue to listen to these tapes that was given to me by um, my boyfriend at the time, as I listened to one, I just kept wanting to hear more and to hear more and to hear more and to hear more. Do for self. The nation of Islam teaches you to do for self. We depend upon government subsidies and and things that give us conditional assistance. But if you do for yourself, you are not begging anyone to do anything for you because you built it with your own hands. No nation can rise higher than this woman. This one right here just took me. I was like, oh man, they respect the woman the divine feminine, the black woman. God is man and man is God. God has a presence inside human individuals. Mm. And the black race is the natural divine race. Coming from Indianapolis, Indiana, being born there, in a city that still holds Ku Klux Klan marches in the square. There's a circle in the middle of downtown. And one day I was just in downtown. I can't really recall what it was that I was doing. I believe that I I was pregnant and I was coming out of a lawyer's office handling some business. And I step outside and it's like I stepped into a whole nother world. I couldn't believe it. There were horses. Men dressed in white sheets. Signs being held, the knights of this, the knights of that, whatever the names of their chapters were. And I stood there as if I had been transported, like it seemed like it was Mario Brother Land. And it's like, I was like, are you kidding me? I don't even think I was pregnant then. I think it was something, I think it was before that. So let me correct that. But... I was like, I walked into this building and none of this was here. And then I walked back out uh, some hours later and this is what I'm seeing. Like, what the hell? Like, what happened? I felt like I was transported back 
in time and the police were circling them as they were not saying nothing but just their presence said enough I was so enraged I sat there and all I could do was cry a lot of people screaming hollering and and everything and some people just stood just as silent as and as shocked as I was because I just could not believe that I'm watching a Ku Klux Klan march in the city that I was born in. <laughs> Later doing my research, I found that because they are a listed um, club or society with the federal government, that what they did, their demonstration was perfectly legal. That's why they were being protected by the local police. A symbolism of hate is allowed to demonstrate because they are registered under the federal government. I had a lot of run-ins in my life with people with with color, you know, um, racism and things like that. And you would just think like, I know our ancestors are like just rolling over like, dang, I can't believe that they're still going through that. But you know, it is what it is, honestly. And having those things sit inside of you, going to a predominantly white high school and being told that you can't wear your Malcolm X shirt because all my Malcolm X shirts said, you wear your ex and I wear mine. And I was called to the principal's office. So then when I was called to the principal's office, who didn't like me very much because I was pretty much Angela Davis up in high school because there were only 35 of us there. And out of the 35, it wasn't very many of them that really were very um, black, per se. They just wanted to fit in so bad, so they stayed with the, the, the larger crowd, the majority crowd, and they kind of shunned their own people. So while she called me to the office, I said, oh, so you have a problem with my shirt? Because, again, she was always messing with me. <laughs> I said, call so-and-so to the office, please. Oh, I said, uh-uh, if you don't call him to the office, trust me, today you will lose your job. So she calls him, and lo and behold, he has on a Confederate flag uh, shirt. It said something slurish on it or whatever. I said, no, you can't miss this person because he's very popular. I mean, football star quarterback, you can't miss him. So if you want me to take my ex off, he got to take his off too. The look on her face when I stood up to her. The rights that I knew that I had and her in my pocket, I knew that I got. <laughs> okay. So she told us both that we both had to change our shirts. The, print, the, the gym teacher was going to give us some shirts to change into if we didn't have anything else to change into. And we did. And then we had a, a step team. I decided, hey, we're going we gonna to make us a step team. You know, ha they have a march in the school every year. And, you know, people are marching with their different cultures. You know, the Jewish um, club was walking with their, you know, the, speaking on the Holocaust and their culture and things like that. And then, you know, whatever. They were doing their thing. And there was just no representation for us or whatever. There was one 
white girl that wanted to join the step team and of course that was a problem with with you know some people and I was like hey we're not gonna stoop low <laughs> we gonna go ahead and let she if she want to come on and then hey she's an ally let her come on and they treated that girl like trash because she wanted to be on the step team with us so we're going through and in the march was kind of like you come through the it started in the cafeteria we went out the front door we went around the parking lot there's a street in front of the school we went through the school went around and came back around or whatever so by the time we came back into the school and we were coming back to the um cafeteria area this same particular guy that had his little confederate ex on like i said high school football um quarterback think he's all that because they make him think he's all that and he says looks like a bunch of monkeys to me my goodness (laughs) i about lost it and when i say i ran full like i was about to because he's a big boy now I ain't for the lie big big country bread boy and I was I was running full force because I was going to tackle him with all of my might and my friend Willie intercepted me he played football too <laughs> and he was like where are, is your little bitty behind finna go let me handle this when my friend in high school had an issue with her boyfriend he was hitting on her whatever the case was and uh, we a couple of us went to go confront him about that stuff because you know we don't play the whole hitting on girls thing. I don't care if she wants to defend you. We don't care. So it ended up turning into a whole race riot in the parking lot. White people's on one side, black people's on one side because black people came from near and far. So it wasn't the only thirty-five people that was there, and it just turned into a whole thing because he he called me a nigger bee. Now, the whole thing was they were behind me just to back me up because I did tell him he was pretty violent and he might lunge. And, you know, I, I'm going to try to fight him. But, you know, if y'all don't want me to fight him, then, you know, have my back. So they're standing behind me. And he was like, well, if this nigger B wouldn't keep her, if keep herself out of it. Now, mind you, my friend is a Puerto Rican. You were a whole Puerto Rican, a brown sister. And you got nerve to come with that word out your face as a white boy and that was all she wrote and the fight was was on everybody was fighting everybody so we're standing in in, on the side and she starts going in on me about oh why i called the people and why it had to be on i said did you hear what he called me and if he could call me that he can call you worse like what is wrong with you like it was it was crazy like so many experiences with just color and and even going through issues with colorism in my own race of being because i'm too light this little boy taunted me when I was um, in Pompano with my grandmother and he used to always, and I think I was in elementary school and he'd be like, red, red, cornbread, spread it with jelly bread. He used to always call me that. And red being called red back in the day was was a, was a, a basically a, you, you done cuss my mama out type of thing, you know, because you're saying to me that I'm not black enough. And you don't realize those those experiences that you had how much they put holes in you even though you fight them even though you try to stand up to them hey they put holes in you but the words of the brothers the ministers the sisters the honorable elijah muhammad started to seal those holes and fill those voids for me and i got deeper and deeper and deeper in the nation of islam 
until one day, me and him went to the mosque. Come with me now as I go into the nation of Islam. This episode references sexual assault. If you or you know somebody that has been sexually assaulted, please call the National Sexual Assault Hotline 24-7 at 800-656-HOPE. I can't begin to tell you how nervous I was walking into a new place called the mosque. And granted, it was just a storefront that was doubling as a mosque because, you know, um, there was not one in our area or whatever, and this is what they were using. But I walk in and I'm greeted with such power. It's like I just, the nervousness instantly melted away. The brother minister um, introduced himself Um, because it's usually a brother minister that is over the mosque number one, two, three. It's it's the the mosque have numbers. And so, you know, um, hey, come on in. And um, but we just want to let you know that, you know, brothers will will go here to the right and sisters go to the left. And I was like, okay, I remember seeing this somewhere, but okay, you know, because vaguely. Um, And uh, so I go and then the sister greets me she's um covered from head to toe and it was something about the way she looked it's just like because i i know that the eyes are the gateways to your soul and all you saw was her face and her hands of course and i was just like she's so beautiful (laughs) you know in this in this garb like how she's covered how she how she's wearing it it's just wow then I walk I turn the corner and I see all these sisters on this side and all the brothers and I didn't even question it it didn't even it didn't even do it It, I was not even mad about it I didn't even need to know why at the time why it was like that I just knew that I was I just felt different so I sit and brother minister starts going in and it don't take very long for you to start clapping and hooting and hollering and all that because it was just so powerful. And it's like you saying exactly what I've been thinking all of this time. Like, are you kidding me? Like it was it was so crazy. And then to see young brothers dressed up in those suits and dressed so well and how they protect the women and how, you know, they're militant. Yes. But it wasn't to the extreme of militants or it wasn't a chauvinistic type of militancy or an abusive narcissistic. It was a protective militants. And it just it did something. And I kept going and going and going. And not too long after that, I decided I wanted to go home because at that point you believe, hey, it's home. That's what I need to do. So I was explained the process on what it, what I needed to do, and um, you petition, you write to the headquarters, which is in Chicago. Um, or I believe they send your information saying that you are, um, you know, interested in coming home, um, and they send you a letter, and you have to send that letter back, written in perfect cursive. 
Oh, when I tell you. Now, mind you, I, I, when I take my time to write, I have some pretty good penmanship. It was all right. But after this, I think this experience is what makes makes my my letters. And when somebody sees me, when I write, sit down and truly write some stuff, they're like, wow, you have some really nice pen. Look how you made that. And it was because of the Nation of Islam. I'm going to give that to them. Because when I tell you I wrote that letter 25 times, <laughs> trying to perfect it because it had to be perfect. And that was the first time that I, 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 I was like, okay this is discipline I understood it after I kept on just doing it and I was like why I want to do this so perfect I want to do this so perfect and it 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 later on I understood that it was because I want to see your dedication your perseverance and 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 just how much do you really want this that you would want to make it so perfect or are you just going to write any old thing and just send it on in because it will get rejected and I just I strove so hard and that's and I had I had to learn how to write them Z's correctly <laughs> then Z is like the hardest thing to write in cursive and I had to learn how to write that thing in cursive to write the S the proper way to write the T oh my god it was so crazy but when I looked at my final work I was so pleased I was like okay I know I'm gonna be okay it gets sent back to headquarters and within a matter of weeks Letitia X welcome home because we believe that the last names that we have are from slavery so you renounce those names essentially and then you take an x which is unknown because you do not know what your name your last name is your lineage is so you take the x so i'm i'm letitia x and i when i say I know how to swim, but I don't know how to swim in no, no, no 20 feet, 30 feet water. But I dove in head first and knew that I wasn't going to drown because it was just the structure, the the everything about it. It was just so just boom. Now, my me and my boyfriend, I think he came to live with me for a while because he was having an issue with something and then at this point it was like nope y'all can't live together no more y'all got to separate so he moved in with a brother from the mosque and things like that it was i mean we just like <laughs> went in went in and um we had an issue in miami um some years ago where two children went to the store and something about them i if I'm, i can't remember it all the way and i apologize to the families if you're listening but they went and i believe they were blamed and saying that they were stealing something out of the stores and then cops were called and when the cops came they handcuffed the children and beat them with handcuffs while they were handcuffed type of thing and that's a he <laughs> double hockey sticks now and so we decided we're going to march because again our mission is to wake up our brothers and sisters and to be there for each other and to do for self and you know so we made our presence known so we marched from i believe the city hall in that particular city in miami and we walked to the scene of where they did what they did this was a school day <laughs> and i skipped school to be a part of this 
and I just felt surprised. And I, I was by this time I was wearing my hijab and 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 the whole nine, and I was just I was in there <laughs> like swimwear, and so I um come home and my mom's like, "Is that you I saw on TV?" I was like, in my mind I'm thinking I didn't even think that. <laughs> about no news or anything like that because my mother is always working so you know she's not really watching the news how would she know this but I couldn't even I was like yeah and then and then she finally saw me in my full garb and she was like I don't know what what this is but you need to stop I was like no and I'm not this and you know I start you know giving her the whole spiel and not yeah our brothers and sisters this and that da 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 and they did this injustice and that injustice and blah 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 my mom was like I don't care and for the first time that that in my life that night I heard her door lock when she went to sleep click click and in that we had a townhouse and there was a what do they call them the Swedish bathrooms or I can't remember, but the split bathroom where once the vanities are on one side and in the middle, that's where the shower is. And in the part where her door was, she locked her door there. And I was like, what? Like when I noticed it, I was like, what is that about? So I was like, whatever. So time went on and she kept telling me, you know, you need to get out of this. This is not no, you know, you don't know nothing about this. You get into political matters and things like that. You're going to get yourself killed and da 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 and I was just like, nope, I, 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 da, 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 da. <laughs> you know, so I'm still just going in. And I was like, whatever. So it was time for me to go and see my father because I uh, went to spend summers with my father. Summer goes by and you know what I'm saying? I While I was there, I uh, attended some Black Panther Party movement, uh, Black Panther uh, meetings and things like that. And then I still was trying to, you know, get to the mosque when I could. Um, and of course, mind you, I'm not driving at this point. I mean, I know how to drive, but I don't have a car with my father, whatever the case is. He has a, he has a store, so he's taking, you know, doing a store, whatever the case is. And I'm just trying to get to the mosque, you know? So, um, what was it? Oh yeah. So then, um, summer, end of summer comes and I'm like, okay, it's the end of summer. Why am I still here? You know what I'm saying? I, I got to go back. You know, I got to go back to school and stuff like that because, you know, I was going to be, you know, starting my, uh, what was that, 12th grade, you know, and I'm like, okay, my mom, you know, y'all ain't got the ticket yet. What's going on? And then so dad sits me down and I'm like, what, what? And he's like, you know, I'll just call your mom. <laughs> so I call mom and she's like, you're staying with your father. I was like, what? And she was like, yeah, because I... I'm you don't want to leave this thing whatever you're calling it religion or whatever the case is this Islam and you know you need to you need to stay there with your father because I'm I'm fearful fearful it's a religion it's it's I'm I'm just practicing and I'm trying to explain and she's like let me tell you something she said in Haiti where I'm from there is a um what you would call religion or a practice rather of they they dress pretty much like a muslim like the muslim women and men do they cover the heads of the women things like that or whatever and they wear all white or whatever but it was like a cult and they basically would take children that were kind of orphanage or in bad situations or not even in bad situations just kids that could be manipulated and then they basically made them kill their parents and, and th- anybody that would come against what they were teaching them 
and she was like you ain't about to do that to me and i was like this is not what this is that that's haiti this is america she was like i don't care you're not coming home click i was like oh my and so i had to stay in indianapolis with my father over time i'm fine I'm, I'm i'm you know in and out trying to find a mosque or whatever the case is and i'm just like okay you know i'm i'm i'm, I'm going <laughs> you know um had some little issues of uh i kind of put it i had to put it down for a little bit because again i couldn't get to there because you know i don't have no way to get there so enters two percent one percent i don't know if y'all heard about that you know the peace god you know what's the mathematics for today (laughs) and i had a boyfriend at the time and he um knew some people that was basically in that this is when um at aliens dropped and it was that era so you know we we would meet each other at each other's house and smoke it down you know what i'm saying and we would sit there be in the cypher or whatever the case is whether it's a speaking cypher spoken word cypher if it was a rapping cypher whatever it was that's what we was doing and we would be sitting there kicking the mathematics so <laughs> i was like okay shoot this this right here is just just as good right so you know i was doing a the five percenter and i still was able to get myself to um black panther um uh, meetings because they were like next to the wire so i tell my dad hey i'm going to the wire whatever i'm going to the library whatever because they were in places like that so they were more accessible so it wouldn't think it wouldn't you wouldn't think that that's where i was going because i'm telling you i'm going to the library so (laughs) i'm going to black panther um things but of course i never joined them i never joined them i was like them, them, they carrying guns and stuff i don't know if i'm ready for that that life you know but i understood you know the message and i was totally down for it but you know continue on with my um two percenter one percenter or whatever and we you know did our thing or whatever and then one day i i was i was just dressed normally and then the next day i came full hijab fully clothed done everybody was like oh wait, wait a minute you so you went back full you went back full muslim because i did tell them about you know me um being in the nation of islam when i was in florida i had found my my way into the mosque found my connection to a mosque and i, I was there had some issues with um being home with my father and then so i kind of went and stayed with my aunt for a while um, and then while I was with my aunt, I told her that um, I was with my father because, you know, of course, she didn't have custody of me or anything like that. So I told her, hey, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going, um, you know, to spend the weekend with my father. And honestly, I was going to Chicago <laughs> with the local sisters in the mosque. And when we went to Chicago, we it was just like... There was the first, well, no, it wasn't the first time I've been there. It's been the first time I've been there since uh, when I was as a grown person. I do remember going over um, uh, one one of the summers when I spent time with my father and we had a camp there. So we went there to that natural museum that, that was in that movie. Um, but anyhow, when I get to Chicago, bright and sunny, nice. I'm like, wow, these big buildings. I said, all I want is some Chicago pizza. I keep hearing about this pizza. I want some of that, <laughs> you know. And of course, you got to not have the swine, sister. So anyhow, because, <laughs> you know, again, once I dive into something, I go 100. So I'm, I'm, I'm 100 with it. I'm not eating the swine. I'm not doing nothing that. I'm back to my eggs and all of that. Um, so 
um we get there and then we go down to uh, the restaurants and um i got them bean pies and you know i got to see cabrini green with my own eyes and see just how divided chicago really is and what parts of town you ain't supposed to be wearing certain colors it was just a whole experience when i went so i believe it was a convention i don't know if i can't remember if it was a founder's day or what i do believe it was it was cold because like we it was sunny and then before i could even get into the hotel it was hell storming i was like what kind of it was like yeah chicago weather child please you know it's whatever and i remember it being cold the rest of the time so i believe it was founder's day and so um we get to the convention and you know and when you when you walk into this place and i'm like all of this white these sisters got this white on all of the brothers dressed up the noi the 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 militant brothers the military is there oh my god it was just so beautiful to see all these pretty black faces all of these shades of black all of the flavors it was just it was amazing to me it totally gave me goosebumps minister farrakhan came on and he went ahead and gave his spiel and then told everybody that was in the audience that was or the congregation that um if you are an ex i now grant you your muhammad now granted this is like putting the crown on my head he it just gave he just fulfilled my life he took my you know stripped away the slavery and oh my god i am letitia muhammad now oh my god and it was just screaming we screaming and hollering and just oh my god we just lost it and then i get back and they're like where was you at so i'm i met my dad and my auntie and i'm like oops i I was at the mosque so then i still went kept going deep in or whatever you know i was going to uh, every saturday the sisters would meet at a a community center and you had to bring a a excerpt from a uh, from a news article or uh um something um current events and you had to be able to explain it you had to be able to read it and know what it was about and to um you know um uh be able to answer questions so we would be doing that um rewinding um i did have to do my whole x thing back over because you know i did kind of denounce for a little bit and you know I, well, I didn't have to but you know i had to leave it because i didn't have access so when i came to the chapter in indianapolis they did let me go through that again write the letter again and things like that and then i had to meet with my sister captain and my sister captain would test me i think she had to ask me 12 questions it's like how far is the moon from the sun and the moon from the earth and things like that like some real questions like and you had to it was like a a bunch of questions you had to study because you didn't know which 12 she was gonna ask you and oh my god i passed it and that was a that was a day when we had our meetings at sister captain's house the brothers would be outside waiting for us because again when they see us with these hijabs on as black women and just you know people that um are practicing that in the middle east and things like that that's a problem you know because again you're a terrorist you're this you're that and so it was dangerous for us so we always had our brothers that was always watching the house and everything like that like all of that stuff was just exciting because i was i felt protected you know coming from being a victim of sa and things like that and then you know when you feel like some you, you were not protected in a sense and then you have these people that don't even know you just just come out of the blue and protect you that's some that's that's something to feel then i you know learned about the different ways of how 
brothers would un, would know uh, if a brother was interested in a sister he would go to his brother captain and brother captain would relay it to the sister captain and then you know just like you saw in the movie it, <laughs> it's, it's pretty much just like that um like the Malcolm X movie and um the way you distinguish and know which sister is available is that she's the only one that can show her ankles a sister that is married her ankles would not be showing yeah um so it was it was just so everything was just so disciplined you felt protected you felt loved you felt honored you felt cherished you felt like the goddess the divine feminine that you were and that just did something for me that rang bells for me that filled so many voids for me and you know over time I you know I I I got into my six days I mean my five uh times a day prayer and I was very serious you rise at dawn and every part that you have covered you have to wash it because you're going before Allah God and at dawn you pray afternoon late afternoon after sunset and at nighttime and I was very adamant about that being in school I challenged the school and told them they had to give me a place to pray at noon and if they didn't it was going to be a problem and they did it was the bathroom did it stop me no it did not I continued to pray I participated in my first Ramadan this is an entire month of fasting from all food drink cigarette sex all of that from dawn to sunset if you are married and when you're not when they're not fasting of course they can do their thing they are married but Ramadan was just a a, a time like it really showed me how dedicated I was how much I wanted to just grow and to just show Allah that I was in ten toes down and you know it's a moment of spiritual introspection a place a time for you to grow for you to show your devotion to Allah and just like the greatest act of worship could you imagine I mean people can't even fast from, from Facebook for a day I'm talking about nothing from dawn to sunset nothing and after a while you think oh my god how hard would that be a headache i'm so young and all this it didn't phase me not one bit it felt like it felt like i was just floating on cloud nine just so rejuvenated because i just i i was able to discipline myself to get through and 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 i felt like a lot of things changed i learned a lot of things about myself i healed some wounds that needed to be healed in in those times and you know i started like i said you know 10 toes every every time there was a meeting anytime there was a community action anytime there was uh we we did our things on saturdays if we went out of town i was there i mean i was going 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 and then there was a particular sister that i got close to she was a very young she was a young sister and she had by now she had two children and i believe she was pregnant or either it was she had one toddler at home and she was pregnant again and then she just started to kind of just tell me about you know what was going on at home now again living off the principle of do for self and things like that you um you know you you cannot basically work for the white man you cannot work for the system the matrix and so her young husband was out there selling the final calls at that time it was a um thing where i believe the brothers were getting like either 20 
cents or 10 cents. Please don't quote me. I don't I don't recall. It's been a while, um, but it was not a very large amount of money. And you had to sell a lot of final calls, which were a dollar because the rest of it went to the nation. And the brother would only get like 30. Let's just say 30 cent on the on on the dollar. And they just had, you know, they got their apartment and things like that. She said they didn't even have a refrigerator. They, she was sleeping on the floor because she was pregnant and it was just a lot and then you know she said you know she couldn't really voice that to him because of course um, it became a, a, I'm the man and that da, 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 type of situation so I started to see another side um, and not to say that everyone in the nation of Islam is like this or whatever it was just this particular experience or whatever and then I saw an exchange between the two of them and I was like you know Okay, because again, I'm young. I'm doing something that's highly spiritual. I'm highly disciplined and things like that. And you know, you're you, you're 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 seeking this perfect perfectionist, or or you know, you're seeking to not see uh, nor old patterns, normal patterns in the place. If these people are so spiritual, so so this, so that, and I was like, wow, he talked to her real dirty, like. It, like, cause he was a drug dealer. Um, I was like, he talking to her like, you know, it's hard out here for him, you know? So I was like, what? And it was, and then it just, that kind of put a shade over my eyes for a little bit, but I kept pressing on. I was like, okay, you know, we all here. We could, we're trying to, you know, shed these old ways. We're trying to, you know, get, grow up and, you know, and things like that. So I'm not worried about that. And then some things about, you know, uh, Minister Farrakhan and how the whole Malcolm X thing went down and the fact that he when he went on to his pilgrimage to Mecca and he came back and realized that he was lay he was praying in um, Mecca with people who had blue eyes and blonde hair and they were praying to Allah just like him and when he tried to come back and spread this message they shut him up and they claim allegedly that minister Farrakhan had something to do with that. And I was just like, okay, whatever, you know, but again, I'm young things happening and people, then people start whispering it all in the mouth and I hear people saying different things. And then you see, you start to see those once face, those once faces that you, you know what I'm saying? That were so nice and so loving and so gentle and so protective and so this and so that they started to get distorted again. And I was like, oh my God, here we go again. Here we go again. And then right around that time, a lot of things started happening around me, uh, personal life, things with my father, things with, with friends, things just started to peel apart it was just it just everything just started to fall apart and I fall and I fell and I fell and I fell and there was the end of the nation of Islam for me you know I couldn't even really tell you how it where it ended and where it kind of I just it just faded it just faded and I was like oh my gosh like how did it fade and again once it faded no one came to look for me no one came to my door to say, hey, sister, um, <laughs> where you been? You know, um, the people that I once looked up to for protection with the, the brothers, like you would think that the brothers would come and say something and I would um, be driving by or or walking by or whatever. And I would see you on the same corner. I always see you when you act like you don't see me. You act like you don't know me. Oh, so 
this was was this a gang gang you know what i'm saying like you don't you don't remember me because i don't have the thing on so you don't you my face still look the same anybody that's ever known me in my lifetime knows my face has been the same my entire life if you know me you gon' you know me when i was three you know me now because i look the same and i was like wow like i felt like deserted i felt like i, I was just thrown to the trash real quick because i had a a moment of i mean it's just like when you're sitting in in, in a schoolyard you're going to hear the teacher teaching, but then you're going to hear everybody else's whispers too. And sometimes some of those whispers stick with you and they stick with you for a reason. But of course, I didn't know what that reason was. And like I said, life started to fall apart. And then, you know, so I had my moment of fallback again. And I started to deal with life and do what I, I you know, needed to do with life, uh, trying to hold on for dear life to try to graduate. I did not walk with my class. I... Went to, went to summer school and things like that. Um, moved in with my, my, my baby daddy and, and, you know, his his people or whatever the case was. And um, just kind of just did my own thing. I was not into in religion or anything like that. I was just doing me. And, you know, moving along life, you know, have my baby and things like that. And then it wasn't until I decided that me and his father weren't moving in the right direction because there were some things that he was refusing to stop that I would not tolerate um, and not necessarily cheating or anything like that. Um, just a lifestyle. And I moved on. And when I went to Georgia, um, I started to go back with my family church and um, my uncle Joel had a church and was it Uncle Joel? Uncle Elise and Uncle Joel, they had their they had a church, but our family church's name essentially was Eglise Evangelique de la Paix, the Evangelical Church of Peace. Um translated and enter that new chapter. And we will talk about that next week. Thank you so much for joining me on this spiritual journey with the nation of Islam. Assalamu alaikum. Hey family, thank you for joining me on the spiritual journey, the nation of Islam, just to make some corrections really quickly. Um, I did speak on being a presenter and that was five percenter. I don't know where I was getting two and one. I know there's a one percenter, but I was one, I was one percenter for a little bit. And then I was a five percenter. Um, when I spoke about praying, um, the five times per day, it's you wash every part of you that is uncovered. Um, and, um, those are just some corrections I just wanted to make as far as uh, the episode is concerned. There are some other things, but it's just uh, misspeaking and stuff like that. Like I said, I do have two tongues and, you know, I have a Haitian tongue and an English tongue and sometimes words get mixed up. So um, if I mixed up something, my bad. But thank you for joining me on Magnetic Mondays and please be sure to join us on Wednesdays for the midweek ramble and on Fridays for the final ramble of the week. You can go to all of my socials, Instagram, The Ramble Within Podcast, and TikTok as she rambles. We do thank you for your listening ears and support. Please make sure that you like, share, and follow. Thank you. Peace.